It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Blind Android Users podcast on Saturday the 3rd of July 2021. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, and Mariam Mosen. On this week's show, we have announcements from Austin. We turn our mind for our app category to podcast apps. In the In Focus section, we have an interview with Pranit Bulgaria, the founder of the Louis Voice Control app. We have the next in our series of commentary demonstrations from Mariam. And our Android journey this week comes from Dan Mathis. How are we all, folks? Things are amazing. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Portside, Egypt. And it's a little bit hot as well, as always, but it's cool. How's Mumbai, Austin? Mumbai is good. We are getting ready to teleport to the US to enjoy the 4th of July. So after the show, we'll get teleported. Um, Warren, is it a big weekend for you? It is the big weekend, and boy, I'm kind of afraid of it. And why am I afraid of it? Because my dog gets crazy. She hates those fireworks. And so July 4th is always a problem. Uh, she's already started because kids already started, you know, little uh, poppers here and there. And boy, that girl is scared. So uh, it's not going to be all that great, but I'll be out there having fun because our town is known as the fireworks zone. Everyone from around even 60 or 80 miles come around here to, you know, uh, pop their fireworks because they are not allowed. And so it's just here that we allow that. And so it's a haven for fireworks. So so I wonder about Independence Day, really. I mean, it's brilliant that you've demonstrated in the US that you're headstrong and independent. But, but I can't help thinking that Paul Revere's little tantrum in Boston was several centuries ago now. And whether it's not time for you to grow up a little bit, settle down and perhaps apply to join the Commonwealth or something, because then you could take up peace-loving, civilised activities like cricket. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I think US should join the Commonwealth and take part in Cricket World Cup, uh, the next upcoming World Cup. Yeah, so, so we get your independent, but I, I, I think it's time to dial it down. Uh, that's going back to colonial rule. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed, what's up there, man? What's going on? Uh, England are going to progress to the semi-finals of the European Football Championships tonight. They're going to turn over Ukraine fairly comfortably at eight o'clock hour time. <laughs> um, hopefully, that's they actually would. happened by the time this podcast is published. Otherwise, I might look quite foolish. But I, I think it's a routine, a routine <laughs> win over in Rome for England tonight, you uh, think, which I shall watch. You later. think that uh, England's going to give uh, Ukraine a open? Yeah. Well, I think it'll be two or three now. I think it's going to be fairly comfortable. Uh, yes, but we'll see. So then, Austin, what have we got announcements-wise this week? This week, you don't have any announcements. Only one announcement we have, that is, we are going to start a new segment called Quick Tips by Talkback or CSR. So if our listeners have any quick tips, even we will share some quick tips in a way regarding anything, Talkback, CSR, any Android screen reader, you can share it with us. 
and uh, you can send it us to contact us at blindandroidusers.com and we will publish it on the show and we can also if it's a written quick tips we can even publish it on the website so that is all from the announcements brilliant thanks austin yes do send in your tips and we will feature them uh, on the show now our next app category the must-have apps that we've been taking you through is podcasts um, obviously podcasts have been around for a little while now uh, since the early 2000s um, and, and as you know it, it tends to be episodic audio content uh, to which you can subscribe uh, they can range anything really from uh, daily podcasts uh, through any time interval you can imagine through to very occasional ones uh, on any any topic under the sun really this this is obviously a podcast so I'm guessing that we've got a uh, a level of familiar familiarity with the medium but they can cover sports technology true crime music tv shows spawn podcasts any anything really you can have dramas broadcast as podcasts so a, ri- a rich vein of audio uh, media which is obviously particularly uh, interesting to blind people um austin you you suggested uh, i think we feature this category this week it was on the list obviously What's your what's your take on podcasts and what's your podcast client of choice? I use Pocket Cast to listen to podcasts because one of the benefits of doing that is the pro version of Pocket Cast supports chapter markers. And a lot of podcasts now have chapter markers. So what the chapter markers are, uh, when we produce a podcast, we add markers to the audio so that people can just skip forward to a marker so like for our podcast there is a marker for the announcement section there is a marker for the in focus and the android basics section so so on so pocket cast pro supports chapter markers and uh, there'll be other apps also supporting so i use pocket cast pro what about you Warren? what's your podcast client of choice when it comes to podcast clients uh, i've been around just around everywhere I started though back with Pocket Casts and then came along, um, what was that thing from England? I really like that. Now it's just, was it Player FM? Oh gosh, I, I'm really sorry. The guy would hate me for forgetting his podcast because he and I work hard on accessibility on that thing. So I think it's Player FM. So I had that, then I had uh, CastBox, then I had a bunch of others and but over the time i kind of whittled down and it's just like uh pocket casts or google's own podcast client these are the only two i have left when it's all said and done so that's what i got i got the two and like austin said i think for me though it's not whether i'm able to jump through chapters or any of that but for me it all comes down to hey am i able to just stream it or download it. And I think for me, a good podcast client should offer both, whether you want to download it or you want to simply stream it. And that's why I like both uh, Pocket Cast and the Google uh, client. And also then there, there's another category that comes in handy on a podcast client. Does it support video? Some do and some don't. And so when you're looking at pod, uh, podcast clients, it's important if you're into video and all of that, that you make sure that you get one that supports what you're looking for. Because if you don't, 
then you're going to be disappointed. And I do want to mention here in passing that Pocket Casts does have that video support and probably one of the very few ones that I know that support uh, video. And that also includes that player FM. And that those two would be my two most important uh, podcast clients. Now, I'm not sure that the Google podcast uh, supports video. I haven't tried it, so I, I'm not going to be excluding it until I try it. But then, of course, we know that blind people uh, have other ones that they like, just like any other person sighted or blind. Uh, we're not saying, hey, you know, these are the best because these things are just subjective and you can't really say, hey, this is the best um, client. So it depends on the person. If you're one of those that doesn't want to go to a website to listen to a podcast, then you need a podcast client. And these are some of the ones that we're suggesting not necessarily recommending as being the best podcast clients, but these are the ones that we use. Marion, what about you? What do you use as a podcast client? So I actually use a couple of them. Um, the first one is Google Podcasts, and by the way, it supports video because I'm a long-time user. Um, okay. Also, what I use is, is not quite often as uh, the Google one, but what I use as well is the TuneIn Radio. Sometimes, actually, you can have... Um, podcasts on it it's not the best but um some podcasts that i follow actually are uploaded there um so it works um but what i love about the google podcast is its fixed flexibility and i love how notifications the notification plans actually work with the google podcast and how the playback is actually done um i think it's it's amazing Thanks, Marion. I mean, for my part, um, I really like Podcast Addict. It um, uh, it does support chapter markers. It supports download and streaming. It has it, it has a lot of settings. It, it's quite customizable. So, I mean, it, almost to the extent that the settings can become a little bit overwhelming. It's um, it's still in active development. Um, unlike Google Podcasts, uh, it's not. Uh, entirely free. There's a, there's a version with ads which is free. Uh, you can pay to remove ads, and I think they also have some uh, features which are available by a subscription that are particularly server heavy. But uh, do, do check out uh, Podcast Addict. It's, it's a relatively clean interface. It's not too cluttered. Uh, so that, 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 that's another one that I quite like. Uh, Marion touched on something I was going to mention with uh, podcast clients by mentioning TuneIn Radio, and that is that podcast functionality is available through apps that do other things. So Spotify, uh, for instance, allows you to play uh, some podcasts and your music all in one. I don't think it's a particularly feature-rich podcast app, but if, if all you want to do is find the podcast and play it, I think you value the fact that you could have it uh, in the same app as some of your media. If you're a Spotify subscriber, then that might be an option for you. Uh, similarly, Amazon Music also offers uh, some podcast functionality. Uh, there are a lot of podcast apps to go at, though. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, those are just some of the ones that uh, that, that, that we uh, quite like. You know, talking about settings, Ed, your choice of podcast client, that is the uh, podcast addict, would go hand in hand with uh, Pocket Cats because there's so many settings. It's sometimes a little bit convoluted. And then um, in 
uh, Pocket Cast, you also have settings for a particular each uh, for each uh, podcast. So if you subscribe to different podcasts, you can customize father customize those individually, and it gets overwhelming for someone who's not you know all that familiar with that kind of thing. So. Uh, in reality, I think the most simple podcast client that I have found happens to be that one from Google. It's very simplistic and all of that. So sometimes it's hard to tell a new user, hey, you know, get this one or get that one. But I think it's always good to have something that is simple, that's easy to use. But then as you mature, probably you want to look at feature-rich podcast clients that you may further customize. And this is where Clients like Podcast Addict or the uh, Pocket Casts may come in handy. So uh, keep that in mind. Play with them. See which one it is that you actually prefer. Because it saves you time from having to go to the website, notifies you whenever there's a new um, episode of the podcast that you're following. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's definitely right. What, what One other uh, thing I'd mention, Mo- most of the podcasts, uh, apps have some sort of ex- uh, discover or explore mode where it will recommend podcasts that you might like but those screens can get relatively cluttered so uh, I'm not I'm not picking on Google podcasts it's the same in every app so if you if you click on the explore tab there you're going to get upwards of 16 different tabs so um, you know you might find yourself wanting to move to the top of the screen quite a bit in some of those uh, in, in in some of those uh, feeds because there are just so many different podcasts available uh, that uh, you know in so many different categories that you know those uh, those different genres and and uh, and categories will inevitably take up a fair amount of screen uh, on your app. But but normally there are there are tabs or many options to get you to a less a less cluttered interface and they, and they all tend to have a home a home area as well. So as you add podcasts, uh, the podcasts that you subscribe to will be kind of front and center on on whatever your podcast app uh, has for a home tab. Okay, so let's quickly show a little quick overview of Pocket Cast, just in case anyone wants to. Um, It is very complicated. Well, not complicated, probably that's not the right word to use, but there's a lot of it, and it's been purchased by NPR, and I think NPR was selling it again or something like that. I think something like that happened. I don't remember what's going on. But anyway, I still have the app. Uh, It costs, I think I got it when it was like $6 or $4.99. I don't remember what it was. So I kind of got grandfathered into it. Uh, But now they have a subscription model. You can pay $0.99 a month or uh, so much for six months or annually, whatever that kind of thing is. Folder, podcasting, two items, pocket casts, folder opened, two by one. So here I am. I'm going to open up Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts, podcasts. When you open up Pocket Casts, if you haven't signed up before, so it's going to take you through that discovery mode. In other words, it's going to show you the categories that you could tap on to subscribe to some of those. So basically showing you what is available. Now, of course, if you know what you're looking for, you can always search for what you're looking for. And so as a result, it has these tabs at the bottom and there are four in total at the bottom. So starting from the bottom left, we've got podcasts tab selected one of four in list four items. 
And the reason why mine defaults to my podcast as a default, because I've already subscribed to several podcasts. And so when it starts up, of course, it places me there where my subscriptions are. And now to the right of that, filters tab two or four we have filters and these are very com complex and i'm not going to go through those today discover tab three or four and discover usually that would be the one that you default to if you haven't signed up for anything here's where it will show all the different um uh, podcasts available and you could always search for what you're looking for but you can go through this list and see which of them would interest you so, so um Regretting that I have a question, so does it show the trending podcasts or just randomly um, podcasts? It shows the trending uh, podcasts. And so I'm going to go to that discovery uh, page in a bit here. Now to the right of that discover. Profile, tab four of four. Is the profile. So you tap on that. Then it, if you're not subscribed or if you're not logged in, it will show you where to log in and all of that. So let's go back to the one that Miriam was talking about, and that's the Discover tab. And this by default would be where you'd be if you're starting for the first time. Discover, tab three. Discover, so, selected. Showing item one of five. When I tap on Discover, here's what we got. Now, starting from the top. Search podcasts out of list. You could search. So, for instance, if you want to search for blind Android users, because I'm not sure that we're one of the big ones we're hoping to be. But currently, though, we're probably not even recognized by these guys as one of the big wigs. So, <laughs> you're looking for us, you have to tap on that search and then type in blind Android podcasts. And there you'll find us. Or else, these are the ones that you will find. The README podcast, GitHub, in list. So you see that? Featured button. So it is one of the featured the ones. The README podcast, trending, out of list. And then uh, below that, you have the trending ones. World's greatest con, dog and pony show audio, in list. <laughs> <laughs> BTN subscribe button. And then, you know, below each of those, there's a subscribe and you can just scroll up and go through the list. Sponsored, out-travel the system, inspiration and insider information for your next travel adventure. See what I mean? So maybe Show we need to have them to get blind Android users to the featured right up there at the top, man, or... um in the trending one. So you guys, you want to see us up there, you need to be listening to this podcast. So that will be up there at the top at either the trending or the featured uh, podcast. Now, network highlight, BBC, the BBC creates distinctive world-class ah, shows. So there's, it's uh, BBC stuff right there. So that's what I'm talking about. So you go through this and choose that, um, the one that you want and all of that. But like I said, always there's that handy search tool there right at the very top. And you could search for what you're looking for. And that's what I utilize most of the time instead of going through all of that. And that would be how Pocket Cast works. But like I said, though, after you've subscribed to a, a particular kind of podcast, you could further customize that podcast and all of that. So that's a good thing about podcasts. So uh, podcast, actually, uh, pocket, does it like when I'm if I'm listening to an episode because that happens with the Google Podcast. Um, when I just um close the app and go back to it again, does it actually um go back from where it left? Does it continue from the the you know 
where I actually left or what I actually stopped listening to. It does start you off where you left off. And not only does it do that, but another important thing that we forgot to mention is the fact that it syncs across your different devices. So whether you are listening to it on the website or you're listening to it on another phone or on a speaker, it remembers where you left. And so it syncs across your devices. And that's one of the good things about the uh, podcast client. And frankly, I um, if a podcast client is not the type that syncs your devices or remembers where you live, then probably I'm not sure that I would like to recommend such a podcast client. But that's one of the strengths of uh, Pocket Casts and hence the reason why I chose uh, Pocket Casts. And the same thing is true with the Google Podcast because whether you're listening to it on your Google Home Assistant uh, speaker or on your phone or on the web, those things are synced across your devices and it remembers where you left. So these two, I know for sure that they remember where you left off and they sync across your devices. Uh, it does, um, what's that one? You, uh, Podcast Addict, does it sync across your devices? I'm not sure. I certainly haven't created an account with it. So um, it may not do, but equally it may offer an account feature. Let me just, I'm going to go on mute real quickly and see if it has a sign-in option. I'm not sure it does, but let me check. Yeah, I think it would probably have a sign-in feature uh, because if this is something that is paid, I would think that it would have such a feature. Now, Miriam, while Ed is looking at that, does TuneIn let you synchronize across your devices? Yeah, TuneIn does synchronize just because if you actually, because we, you have a, a Windows client and a, and a website or, and things like that. So you can just log in with your Google account or your Facebook account and it's going to actually sync um, across all your devices. That's important because if a podcast client is not syncing across your devices, then probably it's time to look for another one. But then, of course, it depends on the person. But I think that one important thing is the fact that a podcast client should be able to remember where you left off, just like reading a book. It bookmarks where I left off so that when I come back, I'm not starting at the beginning. That would be very frustrating. And so yeah. we know that these that we're talking about uh, do have that feature of remembering where I left off. I was looking at our podcast a little while ago today, and I was looking at episode 26. I think I was up to uh, 45 minutes or whatever. I went back to that, and of course, it started me back at that very place where I left off. So uh, Pocket Cast does support that, and it's one of the most important things in a podcast client, of course, in my never-to-be-humble opinion. Yeah, but what I also want to point out is that actually the fact that there are some podcatchers that don't um, actually take you um, when you're left off because what happens is they actually, like if you're listening to episode, it the app works in the background. Once you actually close it from the notification panel, um, it doesn't uh, take you back to where you actually uh, were listening to. But on the other hand, there are some podcatchers like Google, for instance, um, the Antunin as well, which actually they don't care whenever if you actually close the app or not, but they work anyways. 
So this is one of the things that I really wanted to point out about. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. that's exactly what we're talking about. And all of these that we talked about, including Pocket Casts, does have that. So whether you turn off your phone, come back, whatever the case may be, and you launch the app, it remembers where you left. So, so Podcast Addict will do that. It'll remember your place on one device. It won't sync. But you can you can close it from your app switcher. You can you can shut your phone off. It'll it'll bookmark you, but it won't sync across uh, devices. So if you are someone who wants to, I don't know, listen to your podcast on your phone, pick it up on your on a different phone or something, uh, then then podcast analytics isn't isn't going to work. If you're a one device person for your podcast, then it's worth considering. Well, that's good to know because it makes sense that people know what's out there, what the strengths yeah. and weaknesses are, and what is important to you. But I think for me, the two top uh, important uh, features of a good podcast client will be whether I could download it or simply stream it. I don't download a podcast because sometimes that fills up quick unless if you have a phone that has an SD card. And that's why, hey, I'm looking at you, Google, bring back the SD card. Or <laughs> The SD card is dead. It's gone. I remember when Apple got rid of the floppy drive, there was outrage. They never brought it back. <laughs> I know Google never had uh, an SD card slot in the first place anyway, but this is what I'm talking about. So if I, if you, if you happen to be one of those that like to download your podcast to your phone, then after a while, that baby is going to fill up quick. Unless of course, you know, some of these things have an auto delete, say, Hey, you know, after 30 days or in 30 days, uh, delete, um, uh, listened to uh, podcasts or episodes and things like that. So one could set it to do that or get a trusted SD card and keep your stuff. And I'm guessing podcast at it, uh, podcast at it, pocket cast as well has um, variable speed, does it? You can speed up your podcast if you want to. It does. And so does the Google uh, podcast yeah. client. Yeah, and podcast and I think just speed. about every podcast client there, though, seem to have that. Uh, you could change uh, how fast you want to listen to it. You know, so you finish it. And then another thing, though, is the sleep timer. And I know that both the pocket cast, uh, pocket cast and Google client. Uh, Google Podcast Client both have that feature of a sleep timer because I may be a little bit sleepy and getting dream dust in my eyes there. Set a little timer, uh, stop it so I'm not missing what's being said. So it's good to have a podcast client that has a sleep timer. Yeah, and variable speed as well. We, we shouldn't forget that people might want to slow the podcast down. I mean, who wouldn't want blind Android users to take up more of your day than the scheduled allotted length of the podcast? You probably want to slow us down to two and a half. Exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, great. So I am going to demo Google Podcast, which is the most simplistic podcast application. Podcast. Explore. Google Explore out of grid. So this is the Explore. Now let us see the layout first. Explore. So on top you have something called Explore. Search. Then you have the sign in, that's your email address. Then you have search where you can search for our podcast, obviously. Selected for you. Tab. Then we have a lot of tabs here. This is 
the for you tab where it will show you the podcast that it thinks you are interested in news tab 2016 this is the news category culture tab 2016 these are all the podcast categories education tab 2016 business tab 2016 comedy tab 2016 arts tab 2016 technology tab 2016 And this is our category of the podcast. So, health and fitness tab nine of sixteen, kids and family tab ten of sixteen, science tab eleven of sixteen, history tab twelve of sixteen, self improvement tab thirteen of sixteen, TV and film tab fourteen, music tab fifteen of sixteen, sports tab sixteen of sixteen, popular and trending out of list. So this is the popular and trending section. Jokes and Hindi and list. Jokes in Hindi, which is an Indian podcast now. this will recommend the podcast in your region this trending section will be different for different regions because it will recommend podcast fit for your region for your language more actions button my favorite arman songs arman songs they are rahman songs more actions, a popular button. singer in india learning english podcast flow learning english more actions got the music more actions ted talks daily so these are some of the popular trending podcast let us search for our podcast now explore out of list site search showing n d l i n d a n d d r o i d d space with android selected by android users keyboard hidden and as you type blind android you get the blind android users in the search suggestions blind android users podcast out of list google and click this blind android users podcast blind android users podcast 30 episodes in list and it says 30 episodes so we have 29 episodes and then there's a bonus episode blind android users check and subscribe check box So this checkbox is when you have subscribed when you have not subscribed so if you search and come to the blind android users podcast for the first time you can it will say not subscribed then you can check it and it will subscribe you visit website button you can visit our website from here share button you can share the podcast which you should do At Blind Android users, we strive to make using Android as easy as possible for every blind person who's starting the Android journey. We bridge the divide and gap that stands between blind people, both new to Android and those familiar with the platform, on the use of the platform, and revealing what makes the OS the platform to be on. The Blind Android podcast believes that no blind person should be struggling with their Android device. Thus, we have determined to embark on the mission of understanding Android from a blindness perspective as easy as a child's play. So that is the description. More, show more. And you can see something more. Let's see. Blind Android users. Like check visit website share at like more show more. If you click on this, download episode. Showing you can download episode. Download episode. Blind Android users podcast. Play episode. Blind Android users podcast episode twenty eight. It's all about audio recorders and interview with Ryan Kemmler. Drop at your queue. Download episode. So under each episode there is. Download episode at your queue. Play episode blind Android users podcast episode twenty nine battle of the OCR packages an interview with Scott Adams and Zoe Orlis from Lookout. So this is our latest episode. Add to your queue. That is add to your queue, so you can add it to a playlist kind of thing, where you can queue these with other podcasts, so that if you are going on a long trip, you can play 
these episodes back to back download episode you can download the episode for offline viewing if you don't have internet connectivity then you can download and play these episodes offline like android users podcast play episode like android users podcast episode 28 it's all about audio recorders and interview with Ryan Kemmler product manager for talkback let's open this or let's play this It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to Add to Your Cube. This download episode is added to the episode Mike Android Users Podcast episode 28. It's all about audio edition. So the play episode also converts into a pause episode and you can then download or add to your queue. Mike Android Users Podcast. Mike Android Play button. More actions button. Then play episode Mike. Mike Android Users Podcast. We have at Mike Share. Visit website. Check. Mike Android. Mike Android. More actions button on, on the, the top of the page. We have these more options, uh, more actions. Click here. Add to home screen and list. You can add the shortcut to, of a podcast to your home screen, so it is easy for you to listen to it. View RSS feed. You can view the RSS feed settings and settings. Send app feedback. You can send app feedback. So let's go into settings, settings very quick. I don't think that oh, is anything much in the, the settings. Personalization. Preferred language and region. Downloads. So this is all personalization. Preferred, Preferred language, language region. and region. You can set it. Downloads. Let's go into downloads and see what happens. Auto downloading disabled. Now this, if you have good amount of storage, and if you are listening to the episodes on an unmetered connection, you can enable auto downloading. It will download the episodes and archive them. This option tells how long it wants to, how long do you want to keep it, keep your completed list of episodes. That means, let's say you listen to podcast episode twenty nine, and after twenty four hours, it will remove the episode from your downloaded storage. So you can set various things here. Remove unfinished episodes after thirty days. If you have just started an episode and not heard it for thirty days, it will remove it from your list of your either download episodes or queue. Notifications, audio playback enabled. Audio playback has to be enabled, or you won't get to hear the podcast. Notification, audio new episodes from your subscriptions disabled. And you want to enable that? Explore new episodes from. Button notification. More actions. New episodes. More actions. Like Android users podcast and list. My tech show podcast. So these are all your subscriptions. More actions. Pop up window. Enable for all and list. And you can enable for all at one time. So let me enable it. Like Android users podcast and list. My tech play the previous episode from the show. My Android users podcast. Open the show page for my Android. Play the next episode. My Android users podcast. My Android users podcast episode twenty eight. Play button. Home selected. So that is it for the Google Podcast demo. It's a very simplistic app. Um, 
Unfortunately, it does not support chapter markers. So I hope Google implements support for chapter markers urgently because that that is a good useful feature if the episode is a long episode or if you want to just skip to a segment that you want to hear first and then if you want to hear the remaining episode then you can do that so that is it from me for this demo excellent so uh, do tell us what you like uh, there are a bundle of podcast apps out there uh, some of which are accessible some of which aren't uh, so if you if you prefer ones we haven't talked about if you, if you've discovered a hidden gem among podcast apps then then do uh, let us know absolutely and that we will add that to uh, the list of podcast clients that we like. So if you find another one that you think is nice, that worth the mention, please let us know. And now it's time for our In Focus section. And this week, we have an interview with Pramit Bhargava, developer of the Louis Voice Control app. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very special interview. Today, we have got three guests with us. And all three are from my country, that is India. We have the developer of Louis Voice Assistant, Pramit Bhargava from India. Hello, everybody. Pramit and delighted to be here. And then we have got Mayank from India as well. Hello, everyone. Thank you. And we've got Joe from India. Hey, everyone. So thanks, thanks for coming. It, was, it is uh, very nice to see you all c- come here today. Yeah, I think it's great for us and we would be happy to show you what all Louis can do. Thank you so much, guys. Warren here. And I also have with us here today one of our co-hosts. Uh, I call her the pretty one. Hey, Miriam. Of course, she's kind of uh, on the sleepy side. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I, just, I definitely would like to welcome all our guests. Um, it's a pleasure to have you all here. And, you know, Pamit and your uh, friends, we really want to thank you for taking your time to come because I know it's not easy to be doing something this time in the morning on a Saturday. Oh, my, it's time to sleep. And you guys are volunteering and sacrificing your time to do this. We are deeply appreciative of what you're doing. And uh, so, Pramit, what we're talking about here today is talking about the uh, Louis Braille Voice Assistant and how about you take us back to the history? What led you to this? And then, you know, we go from here. Oh, all right. All right. Because so I'll talk a little bit about myself because and, uh, you know, talk about how the inspiration came. Uh, so I used to be somebody who, uh, who had a normal vision. Uh, I did uh, computer engineering, uh, then went on to do MBA and worked with companies like uh, Unilever, Motorola, Quest Diagnostics. And about 21 years back, I was given a drug for joint pains. The drug uh, did work. Uh, the joint pains uh, disappeared, but it also reacted on the retina. And all of a sudden, I realized that uh, probably it happened overnight. I'm not still not sure. My vision had suddenly dropped a lot. I could still get some correction. I could still read. So I was working with Unilever at that time. So sort of, you know, life still continued. Over the years, uh, vision kept dropping. Doctors, of course, had no idea, uh, you know, of any kind of, uh, you know, cure or prognosis or anything. 
it when it really hit me was about 9 years back when uh, suddenly it took a nose dive the vision and i realized everything got cloudy foggy wavy whatever you call it and i just couldn't read anything at all and suddenly i had the fright of my life I, i'll be you know honest to share that two three years i was just sitting at home mm-hmm. i lost all confidence uh, my family was of course taking care of me but you know how it is uh, you know you become even more dependent and when you become more <laughs> dependent you lose your confidence even more absolutely so so you know slowly i start figuring out okay are there uh, tools that can help me so came across something called a screen reader talk back turned it on <laughs> and i realized uh, my phone was blocked uh, so the, of course the sighted family members also could not help because nobody could figure out so the only option we had was to go on to google and figure out how to get out of this damn thing you know <laughs> so but then you know of course i realized that this can be very useful figured out how to do it similarly you know uh, discovered nvda and you tried nvda just because the name sounded uh, uh, different i said nvda is something exciting let me try it out and of course you know it works beautifully so slowly i was you know figuring out uh, discovering all these solutions working out my own formula and in a way that helped me because i had a completely open mind nobody trained me nobody really told me this is the way that way so that uh, kept uh, kept an open mind slowly i got the confidence back and uh, started doing some consulting work and it was while i was doing that that couple of uh, very chance events actually got me on to louis i had no plans at all as you can imagine you know somebody is just uh, was sitting at home in this lost phase and just just trying to come back so i had this meeting i had gone to meet uh, managing director of sequoia capital it's a large uh, venture capital company in the world and they are very very big in india uh-huh. i had this meeting with him basically with a single minded agent to get consulting assignments from them <laughs> since they invest in so many startups so that was my agenda and uh, this gentleman you know he heard my story he asked me what apps i use and you know what are their pluses minuses and in between the meeting he says look i'm not going to help you on consulting this is like a complete nonsense why don't you go build apps for uh, visually impaired people like you <laughs> so thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so honestly at that time you know i i thought this guy is crazy <laughs> you know so i get pushing him <laughs> for consulting and then you know then he said no no go go away that think about it come back uh, then we'll see so it took me a while because you know the thought of doing a startup and then uh, i did computer engineering a while back and then since then i've been more into marketing and managing businesses so uh, yet uh, you know there was something uh, inside me that was telling me that look this is almost like a golden opportunity and i shouldn't miss very rarely do you get these chance of uh, you know uh, leveraging your own disability and uh, p- putting it to use and hopefully building something that can work for other visually friends as well there was by the way uh, i at that time fortunately i read another study which was in australia where uh, uh, people on the deathbed were asked if uh, they have any regrets and almost 95% said that they they couldn't fo- follow their uh, you know what their heart was saying they didn't do what they should have done and i said i'm not going to be one of those 95% so i said i i am going to do some something about it so this gentleman was helping me on the personal front not 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 sequoia officially but uh, on the personal front then of course he put another question on to me saying that look i've heard enough of you know what works on how it works etc but tell me what is a what is a good app that you will build 
<laughs> and this is this is where again I got stumped because it's very easy to you know we can all be experts and criticize and all of that, but uh, but to come up with an idea and say okay this will work, you know that's not easy at all. So yeah. uh, this is when another chance meeting happened. I mean these are you know so that's why you know this whole thing has been full of chances, uh, accidental meetings. So I had gone to meet a friend. Uh, who uh, on the way back he took my Android phone and he said, "Why don't I book Uber for you?" And he, is, uh, you know, he opened Uber. He asked me my destination. I gave it to him. He said, "These are the three options appearing on the screen." I said, "Okay, take this one." Then he told me the rides, the fares. Again, I made a selection. Then he reconfirmed everything with me. You know, so just to be sure that uh, I know what, what booking is happening. So pick up destination, which ride, fare, and uh, and how, how am I going to pay? Right, uh, I confirmed, and then he booked, and then even call, even called the call, called the driver, messaged the driver for me, and on the way back in Uber, uh, you know, Warren, I just thought there was something amazing about this experience. Now, mm. as a visually impaired, I want to be independent. I want to be sure. in control as well. And here, there, there was uh, you know an amazing experience where it, it was, of course, extremely convenient because somebody else is doing it for you. But I was the one who was in charge also. i was the one making the decisions so then like a eureka thing a thought just came and i said what if i build a virtual friend right there on the phone screen which will do exactly what my human friend does so it will exactly. do a continuous voice interaction with me it will take my voice commands it will perform all the actions within the, an app it will allow me to do each and everything within an app just like a sighted person and it will he'll also understand uh this virtual friend that uh, i cannot see the screen at all you know so there's a very special kind of hand holding that uh, that uh, a blind person requires so this is really the concept of louis voice control this is how the concept came alive so just give louis voice commands and it will allow you to do each and everything within a supported app all with just voice commands Wow, that's a wonderful story, uh, Pramit. And look at what it has done around the world. Because now it's not only in India that people are using uh, Louis Voice Control Assistant, but I mean all over the world, and most especially in the developing world and anywhere else. And where people especially like to use things like WhatsApp and other apps, you know, for communications and all of that. I can see that immense, immense important. um advantages of using this because a lot of people are not that familiar uh using the virtual keyboard and all of that so just imagine having the ability to use one's voice to read and respond to your whatsapp messages or whatever the case may be it's a big win-win situation for everybody and so Pramit, this is a great thing that you have done you've created such a wonderful thing for everyone And so you brought some friends along with you here today and I'm sure they would be able to kind of help us demonstrate um a little bit about that and all of that um but I got a question uh cuz I think there's a little bit of a confusion going on uh uh some are thinking it's a screen reader now is it a screen reader on its own or is it mainly like a voice uh assisted you know using voice mainly and not necessarily a screen reader cuz i think there's a little mention of a screen reading capabil- capability in there is there <laughs> okay <laughs> correct okay so the core of the product like i mentioned it's a voice assistant 
right? It's basically designed, and this is where all our energies are going. It's essentially designed to take a user's uh, voice commands and allowed them to do, uh, like I said, each and everything within a supported app. By the way, when we started work, because uh, if you see, uh, Louis can work both on the screen as well as under the screen. It can also work with API. So basically, that gives us a huge fl flexibility to be able to essentially voice enable each and every app. Even if the app is not fully accessible, we can voice enable it for the user. Now, part of doing that, we initially built a screen reader because we needed to build these uh, screen uh, scraping technologies. So yes, there is, uh, Louis does have a screen reader, which is uh, <laughs> not very visible. <laughs> it, you have to go deep inside settings because the, and the reason was, I'll tell you why, because I think screen readers are there and uh, you know, bringing in another screen reader will not make a dramatic difference. I think uh, the new TalkBack 9 uh, itself is uh, you know, uh, doing pretty well. So what yeah. we uh, what we said is we'll focus on something that uh, you know nobody else is providing. And right now, if you see, there is no other app like Louis. And you were right; it's being used in over uh, user. We have users in over ninety countries across the world. Wow! And uh, one after another, there are a whole lot of uh, apps that we are now voice enabling. Yesterday, we released uh, Gmail, and just to give you the entire list, so it's uh, we started, of course, with Uber. The story that I uh, said in uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, WhatsApp. The one, that took, the one that took you home. <laughs> the one that took me home. And by the yeah. way, it's working for a lot of people. Because, you know, with Uber, I'll tell you, a lot of it is also about that confidence of, you know, being able to book correctly. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, Uber app goes up and down. It's not accessible. You do yeah. sometimes. It has happened with me. I wouldn't know whether I have selected the right destination. So often I'll start a set in Uber and first confirm with the driver. So anyway, so Uber, YouTube, WhatsApp, uh, Google search, Gmail has just come in, managing your contacts completely, creating new contacts, editing, wow. deleting, blocking, messages, uh, then uh, phone call, then uh, then even, you know, all the critical phone settings. And uh, within a week, we are also coming up with uh, Facebook Messenger. And then, of course, uh, there are a whole lot of other apps that we'll talk about that we are uh, looking at. You know, that is so interesting, though, because I tell you, um, on blind Android users, we have a lot of questions, people trying to do the things that we think are so mundane. And yet, in the same breath, these are huge tasks to this type of people, new beginners. And so, in reality, an app like Louis Braille Voice Assistant is going to be a huge um thing for those people to use, uh, most especially, and I'm thinking of, you know, people that are not familiar with uh, screen uh, reader, or, you know, not familiar with uh, touchscreen uh, devices in general, and would like to have one, but then are afraid of not going to be able to use that touchscreen this could be something that comes in handy for such a person to use. And frankly, talking about it now, I'm actually really excited about it. I know the last time I, I tried it was a little while ago. And now, of course, I'm going to be playing with it again because there's no such thing as me easily composing my messages with my voice instead of typing it, you know, uh, uh, finish maybe like a 300 word or <laughs> 300 character um, you know, message versus trying to type it, you know, it's going to take me a longer time trying to type it when compared to using my voice. So definitely, I'm going to be using this thing myself as well. So uh, thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, Yeah, that'll be great. And what the other thing which happened with me, by the way, I had a mind block against uh, voice 
<laughs> so even though the idea came <laughs> and then i wasn't sure you know but then you know one thing i'll tell you and i've seen it with a lot of people it can be very very addictive just like that convenience of uh, you know being able to do things uh, in a very relaxed way it can be highly addictive i mean and you can see it you know for example in the us alone i think almost 35 40% of the households even cited ones uh, have got these smart speakers alexa yeah, and was, google exactly. home Right, yes. and it's convenient. I mean, I I am very fond of Alexa, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, because it brings in a convenience. And the other thing, uh, you know, I'll tell you, which sometimes we forget. See, part of that accessibility is not just uh, a screen reader telling you which button. But let's say I'll give you a real scenario. I have done my Uber booking. Suddenly, I realize that I don't need to go now. Uber will charge me if I don't cancel it quickly. Right? Yeah. Now, cancel button is right at the bottom of that booking screen. Now, if I don't know where it is, imagine I'm swiping, 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 twenty, twenty, thirty swipes. I still don't know under pressure. With Louis, you don't need to know which button is where or which <laughs> setting is where. So sometimes it yeah. can be deep inside. Uh, so you want to cancel, for example, you want to let's say uh, clear your chat. Right, a lot of people uh, in WhatsApp are not sure how to clear my chat because that setting is inside. Right, you just tell uh, uh, Louis uh, clear chat and it does the job for you. So, th- right. so that would be another aspect uh, that it can bring in. Love it. So, would one of your uh, guests that came along with you, either uh, Mirantan or Joy, uh, which of you would like to demonstrate to us uh, a little bit about Louis, maybe like creating a contact or sending a message, you know, or reading a message on WhatsApp, that kind of thing? Sure. So, Joe, uh, maybe we can, we can start off with contact? Yes, that would be great. Hey, Louis. Hello, Joe. Which app would you like to open? Contact. Create a new contact. Read all contact. Browse call logs or search for an existing contact. New contact. Please speak the number from the digits between 0 to 9. 9811886001. Got it. 9811886001. Confirm or re-enter. Confirm. Say or spell the name by which you want to save this contact. Pramit. Got it. Pramit. Confirm or re-enter. No. Say or spell the name by which you want to save this contact. Boss. Got it. Boss. Confirm or re-enter. Confirm. Contact save boss 9811886001. Call, message, edit, delete, block, search, or cancel. Call. Okay, calling boss. So, yeah, Warren, so this is actually my number she's calling. That is wonderful. I'm okay, so, so excited about it. Wow. Yeah, so, okay, well, now what we'll show you was for uh, WhatsApp. So, we'll show you a lot more within WhatsApp. So just to tell you, so uh, Louis is not just about voice enabling things. We have also added a lot of capabilities. So, we are, so for example, within WhatsApp, uh, Louis can now do image recognition uh, seamlessly. So we'll show you how ah. it will read a text message. It will automatically figure out it's an image. It will uh, describe the image in a basic way. It will read the text on the image. Uh, Louis can read documents. So it can even read scanned uh, PDF documents. 
and by the way we can also now work uh, because there's a lot of feedback from users in africa south asia southeast asia about internet being very expensive and patchy so we can work in offline mode as well for contacts phone calling text messaging which doesn't require any internet great uh, right so uh, so joe let's uh, let's show uh, image recognition and all of that uh, on whatsapp all right um hey joe which app would you like to open whatsapp opening it latest chat bishops product yesterday bin mona 901 am four unread messages mona 901 am open Okay, opening. Chat with Mona. Received. Hi, Joe. Good morning. 9 a.m. Downloading. Hi. Please call me whenever you have time. I want to discuss something. Received. 9.01 a.m. This message contains image of size 56 kilobytes. Would you like me to describe this image? Yes or no? Yes. downloading opening image this image contains petal flower poster plant love flesh text written on the image or if we could spread love as quickly as we spread hate and negativity what a beautiful world we would live in received cam scanner file one underscore cam scanner file one dot pdf 901 a.m this message contains pdf would you like me to read yes or no yes no document found. No more messages. Received. Open. Downloading. Opening file. Reading. Power on, press and hold the side button to turn on iPhone or activate Siri. Power off and SOS press and hold the side button and either volume button to turn off iPhone or make an emergency call. Charging use the lightning connector or place iPhone face up on a Qi certified wireless charger. 2020 Apple Link. All rights reserved. Printed in China. 03404128A scanned with cam scanner. Reading complete. Going back. Chat with Mona. Latest message. Received. Received. New message. Text message or voice message. Voice message. Speak after the ping sound. Touch with one finger to send and two fingers to cancel. Speak now. Hey, Mona, how are you? Message sent. New message. Reverse red. Play. Hey, Mona, how are you? No more messages. Text message. Speak your message. Hi, Mona. Good morning. Got it. Hi, Mona. Good morning. Send, rewrite, continue writing or cancel. Continue with space. Speak your message. I hope you are doing well. Got it. Hi, Mona. Good morning. I hope you are doing well. Send, re Continue with new line. Speak your message. I am writing this message using Louis voice control. Full stop. 
Got it. Hi Mona, good morning. I hope you are doing well. I am writing this message using Louis voice control. Send, rewrite. Send. Message sent. New message. Reverse read. Share location. Current location or live location? Live location. Choose duration. 15 minutes, 1 hour or 8 hours? 15 minutes. Live location shared. Latest message. Sent. 9.14 a.m. Delivered. This message contains location map. Delete. Delete entire chat or message. Message. Delete for me or everyone. Everyone. Deleted. Latest message. Received. You deleted this message. Received. Clear check. Confirm clear chat. Yes. Cleared. Chat screen. Latest chat. Fishups. Product. Yesterday. Bind. Mona. Bind. Mona. Call. Voice or video call? Voice call. Starting voice call. So Warren, if you allow us, we'll also like to show Gmail, which we released uh, yesterday. By all means. I, I am <laughs> odd. I am odd. Right. Thank you. Uh, Joe, uh, you want to do your Gmail? Yes. Hey, Thank Louis. You. Hi, Joe. Which app would you like to open? Gmail. Opening Gmail. Signed in is Jody Negi Jody at Vizio-apps.com. Latest email. Unread. Mind Pharma nice presentation at 8.59 a.m. Unread. Mind Pharma. Unread. Norplay play developer. Previous. Latest email. Unread. Mind. Open. Opening. Email detail screen. Email from Mind Pharma to me, Prompt, nice presentation inbox, 8.59 a.m. Dear Jody, hope you and yours are doing well. Love the demonstration you did yesterday. Looking forward to the next one. Best. Do you want to reply? Reply all. Forward. Delete or more options. Reply all. Okay. Speak your email. Thanks so much. Got it. Thanks so much. Send, rewrite, continue writing or cancel. Send. Email send. Email detail screen. Email from Jody Negi to my promise. Nice presentation inbox. 9.17 a.m. Dear Jody, hope you and yours are doing well. Love. Reply. Reply all. Forward. Delete or more. Go back. Gmail home screen. Currently selected. Latest email. Me nice presentation at 8.59 a.m. Unread. Norplay play developer console. Your update is live at 3.34. Unread. Open. Opening. 
Email details screen. Email from noraplay-play-developer-console at google.com. To me, your update is live inbox, 3.34 a.m. Hello, your update to Louis Voice Control your apps with voice commands. Created on June 25, 2021 at 3.52 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, is live in the store. Louis Voice. Reply. Reply. Delete. Confirm delete. Yes or no? Yes. Email deleted. Currently selected. Unread, Norplay Play Developer Console pre-launch report for Louis Voice Control. Unread. Compose. Okay, say or spell first name. Mayank. Got it, Mayank. I found two results. Mayank Pharma, Mayank at Vizio-apps.com. Mayank Pharma. Select. What would you like to do next? Add more recipients, CC, BCC, or enter subject or dictate email message. CC. Say or spell first name. Sunny. Got it. Sunny. I Sunny Chowdhury. Select. What would you like to do next? Add more recipients, BCC or enter subject or dictate email message. Subject. Okay, speak your email subject. Test email. Got it. Test email. Confirm, rewrite, continue writing or cancel. Confirm. Okay, speak your email. Hello guys, I hope you are doing well. Full stop. Got it. Hello guys, I hope you are doing well. Send, rewrite, continue writing or cancel. Send. Email send. Gmail home screen. Currently selected. Unread, Norplay Play Developer Console pre-launch report. Unread. Add star. Added star. Gmail home screen. Currently selected. Unread and start. Close Gmail. Closing Gmail. Which app would you like to open? Stop. Shutting down. Thank you, Joe. Amazing, amazing joy girl. Uh, now, I got a question for you because it sounds like you are able to interrupt. How do I go about interrupting um, Louis? Okay, so great question. So what we have done is, so there is only one gesture that one needs to use while uh, Louis, is in, uh, Louis voice session is on. Uh, this is what we call the magic gesture, just a two finger touch on the screen. Oh. Now it's essentially one can use it. You want to, you know, you want to move things much faster, right? So, uh, so you you can just use it to interrupt Louis. You can use it like let's say if there are a series of emails, so it's reading one after another. So you want to make a selection on that particular email. Of course, you can do next previous etc. Also, so just to make the whole experience much faster. Yeah, because I was hearing her doing things and I'm sitting here wondering, well, how in the world was she interrupting, you know, or making it stop and uh, doing what she wants, you know, without uh, being too verbose or whatever the case may be. And <laughs> it, it's just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, the one that I really like was that 
well, everything about it is excellent, but I was fascinated by that uh, contact management um, as well as the uh, WhatsApp management. Uh, I think these are some of the things that those that are not familiar with the touch screen would really find very important to use, features to use. And great job, uh, Pamit. Really, it seems like this thing keeps getting better and better, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we are working hard and uh, see, I, for that, I must really thank the users. Uh, so like I said, so many users across the world and there's a lot of uh, feedback, constructive feedback that we get on a daily basis. Uh, I get a chance to directly connect with uh, users on my WhatsApp. I talk to them. So you've got to also understand, you know, is this app really useful? Is it really making a difference? How should we improve it? What are the apps we should do next time? So last, uh, I would say nine, 10 months, everything is based on user feedback completely. Because though I'm also visually impaired and in a lot of ways, uh, I have built Louis to solve my own problem. But you realize that, you know, we are all different and the more we can keep our open mind, we can keep our founders egos out and we can just listen to the users, what they are telling us and just keep, uh, you know, improving it for them. So in a way, you know, hopefully the mindset will remain as we are trying to serve the community and taking their help to make it work for all of us. So that's actually a really fantastic. I mean, um, I, as I say, always watch the developer when they listen to what users say. It's kind of the first step to success. Um, I mean, definitely after what he did. But I have a little question still. Is that text-to-speech engine actually built in or that this can actually use the um, TTS engine, that, any TTS engine that we have already? Uh, you asked about the text-to-speech engine? Yes, the Google okay. TTS. I've noticed that when... Okay, so basically the way uh, the uh, uh, Miriam and Warren know this is very important. The way we have designed Louis is kept it completely open. So what it means is that now the user can select any text-to-speech engine, which will be only for Louis. So for example, you could have, let's say, your system TTS engine uh, with which you run your talkback, let's say, as, uh, as Google. And you could have a vocalizer set up for Louis. So the voices are different and the it can easily be done by voice. So you just start, Louis, say change voice and it can uh, it will give you the options. Currently you are in Google. These are the options available. Just make the switch. If I say talk fast, talk slow, I can change the speed, etc. Uh, if I say, by the way, talk more, talk less. So the talk less will be in Louis will uh, it goes into low verbosity. So, uh, so that can happen. And the other important thing is, uh, in fact, uh, it was only yesterday. We were doing a, a, a webinar with Henshaws in UK. And one of the person asked that, look, I, I'm a blind and I'm completely dependent on my talkback. So will you be asking me to turn off talkback? And Louis doesn't. Uh, so that's why I said it's completely open. So Louis will work on top of a talkback. It will work even without a screen reader. Doesn't matter. We'll automatically adjust our settings. The only thing people have to remember is that while uh, Louis voice session is on, of course, uh, talkback gestures will you cannot perform because otherwise, you know, it will mix up a lot of things. Yes. Uh, but Louis, uh, but talkback comes on. So, uh, so during the voice session, only the two finger tap that uh, Louis, uh, that's only that is allowed. The moment voice session is over, and one can turn it off by you know just turning off the screen or just saying stop or silent or whatever. And, uh, and then talkback comes back. So it's built, uh, you know, assuming that it's a seamless experience for a visually impaired. 
That's great because I was going to ask the same question, and you know, Miriam <laughs> beat me to it because I was saying, I was sitting here thinking, hey, you know, it would be nice if I could choose my own TTS instead of maybe using the Google speech uh, TTS or something like that. You know, I happen to be one that you know has uh, several different kind of uh, uh, you know TTS engines, and I love to assign a particular uh, TTS engine that I would prefer using with Louie. And that's nice that we could choose our TTS of choice to use with Louie. Now, um, I was sitting here listening to Joy uh, perform all those things, and I was beginning to, you know, is there, but yet I think I know my answer. I, I think that the chime was a little bit too loud, you know, like when you start Louie, um, but I think it all probably is using the... Um, uh, the notification volume, and probably one could just set that to maybe a little bit lower uh, so that, you know, the uh, Louis startup sound is not too loud or something like that. Or uh, if it is possible, maybe um, one could have a different sound or a shortened sound or something like that. I was sitting here, you know, thinking about those things. Yeah, so so you're right. It's a notification volume, but one one can easily adjust it. Yes. That makes sense. That's good. In fact, so, morning, I, I must tell you, just an hour back, a, a friend from Nairobi, a user, he writes to me saying, I can't hear this ping. So I think his phone was probably on silent mode or vibrate mode, you know. <laughs> so exactly. I had to tell him, just increase your notification volume. That should fix it. So one can adjust that. Well, good. But it also gives you a vibration. So just to tell you, so instead, uh, so you could also just, uh, you know. So if you, you know, don't want sound, you could just use yeah, vibration. Absolutely. Great. Because this ping sound can, you're right, can sometimes, you know, you, I mean, you don't want to disturb others. So, the, so, the, so this is possible. What I can say, though, Pramit, is that you have this thing well thought out. And this is really good because I could see a situation where I would rather just have it vibrate depending on where I'm at. And I could decide, hey, I just want it to vibrate instead of, uh, you know, the startup sound and all of that. So, you have it well thought out, and that was a good thinking on your part. Great job. Well, I think it's uh, I'll give all the credit to our users. <laughs> well, so we, good. by the way, have a WhatsApp group, <laughs> and you can imagine, you know, one update comes, and within hours, uh, you know, the, the users are all over it. This is not working. Improve this. <laughs> this is working. Whatever, you know. So that, that really helps. Uh, you know, really helps. Because you just have to keep an open mind and be very, very responsive yeah. to user needs. Yes, uh, that's actually amazing. So I have a question since, because I, I've used Louis since it was in beta. I was a beta tester, um, I guess, uh, like, I think a couple of years ago. I don't know, right? Um, so my question is, how, I mean, why call it Louis? <laughs> is that because oh. of Louis Braille? Or I'm really curious about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, so you are right. So so just to tell you, uh, I mean, this is like almost what, two years back, there was a very early prototype, which hardly used to work, which, but we still put it up on place to did nothing, you know, but then one of the things we saw strangely, is that we were getting users on our on their own and across the world. So you very quickly realize that at least, uh, you know, there will be a global interest. So we then started looking because one of the ways you can start Louis is by saying, hey, Louis from the setting screen. So we then said, look, we need a short and sweet name, something that's easy to pronounce across the world. So whether you are in US or Mumbai in India or in Egypt, you know, people one should be able to, uh, you know, pronounce it in the same way. 
so it was an ad agency that was helping us they came up with this thought and you're absolutely right mariam uh, it is inspired from uh, louis braille and uh, so braille has done so much in our lives so even if louis can do a little bit out of that i think uh, we would uh, we would consider ourselves successful louis would love what has happened in his name you know so much has happened in the name of uh, louis braille and so yeah. I, i tell you what louis would be a proud kid sitting up there in heaven you know dancing a jig <laughs> wow great i so by the way warren can i just tell you what are the other things that we are doing so that uh, you know users Absolutely. know what other yes. things to expect okay so so you know one of the natural things we had to do was if there there are people across 90 countries using it now we needed to get into languages that's very important so currently oh. we have just uh, started work on hindi and in spanish and the whole idea is just to tell you for a voice app you know the, initially we thought it's going to be extremely complex because yes. uh, you know getting into a language shouldn't be like rewriting your entire uh, <laughs> yeah. app uh, you know but we have now figured oh, out an okay. easy solution so a very creative oh, solution so what uh, so what will happen now is that we are very confident of getting hindi out by mid august uh, by uh, before end september spanish we have identified uh, almost 17 to 20 languages including some indian languages including arabic uh, so for africa for example arabic and swahili these are the two we'll uh, focus on and basically idea idea being that we uh, you know spanish will take care of south america and then we do a few european languages as well so the idea is that uh, you know because my my feeling is that people will be able to use much better use of it when it's in their uh, native language so that will be awesome we love to come back and i'll also like to point out here that warren has been helping us quite a lot warren your advice in the past has been really helping us and please keep doing that for us thank you so much thank you again for uh joining us and tell people how to get hold of you or get hold of uh louis braille and you know your groups if you have some groups that people can join uh give that info or if you prefer to send it, send it to us in written what uh, format we could have that you know in our show notes but uh i would like you to kind of tell people how to get hold of you or how to get hold of the app okay so yeah so number one first let's get a hold of the app so just head over to play store and you just need to put in uh, louis voice control louis spelled out as l o u i e one can also just put in voice control and uh, you will uh, find louis uh, in the play store description itself my email id is provided there but i'll uh, anyway uh, read it out again so it is pramit@louisvoice.com and again louis spelled out as l o u i e you can be sure of getting a response from me we will also share the whatsapp uh, group link that one can use to join and one by the way also what happens anybody who installs louis uh, will get an automatic email which will have my contact details whatsapp etc everything is there so in, uh, in fact so you can just whatsapp me you can even just call me directly and it will also have all the critical resources how to start using louis uh, how to book uber and so on so all those uh, all the videos uh, links are there and uh, of course uh, you know the there is a user guide as well there are videos embedded within the app uh, video links so uh, and of course give us your feedback i think that's the most important thing before we go i have one feedback i don't know if louis does this already or no but 
what we could do is let's say we change the TTS for talkback and some problem happens like there is no voice data installed or the TTS crashes. Can we invoke Louis and tell it to change the TTS for talkback? Otherwise, you would require cited help to do that. <laughs> okay, so no, we haven't done it yet. By the way, that's in our list. So one of the things now we'll be doing is, uh, so what you're saying is really a system setting, right? So things like uh, change the system TTS, correct? Or it could be something like check for update. So yeah. those are the kind of support we are going to bring in. So this is already, uh, I think it has already come from the user. So thanks a lot. The, this is very useful. Uh, but it is a good idea. If you could have that, I think that would be awesome where people could use Louis to change um, the uh, main TTS engine of the phone and yeah. all of that. I, I think, think that's a great amazing. idea. If it's doable, that is. Oh, everything is doable. Let me oh, assure great. you, it's just a question of, you know, just, uh, just the bandwidth. But uh, otherwise, see, we are very sure. Android, I can tell you, uh, I mean, uh, see, the journey wasn't easy. Every, initially, every technology expert, accessibility expert told me cannot be done. Don't waste your time. But today we have reached a point where I'll tell you anything that we want to do on Android, we are somehow, I mean, the team is so good. We're somehow able to do it. So the, this is something we'll, we'll do it. Great. 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 Um, I mean, you're actually the story of how this app came to life was really inspiring. Um, I always love to see when, you know, kind of a personal story actually develops something that helps people. That's one of the most impressive things um, I've ever seen. So great job, really. Yeah, I think it just happened for me. But yes, I do love to tell my story just in the hope because a lot of people, you know, like this lost phase, I think a lot of people have experienced it. So just in the hope that it might uh, prove to be some kind of a motivation and, you know, people can learn from my stupidities and mistake. It is definitely a motivation, um, uh, Pramit, because I have come across, you know, blind people that have just become blind and as adults and they're kind of frustrated and don't want to participate in anything at all. And so your story says that there's a hope even when you lose your side or whatever disability that happens in life, there are workarounds that we could get above all of that. And so your story definitely is an inspiration uh, to everyone. And I'm glad we had you come on and, and tell this story. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thanks very much, Pranit. It was great to have you on. Guys, what are your reflections on that? I mean, that guy's a rock star, man. I really like uh, Pramit. His enthusiasm and what he wants to do for the blind, these are the kind of people that I like. And that guy is definitely one of those. And uh, one of my unsung heroes, uh, definitely Pramit. Great guy. Love, love that guy. The best part I like about the app was the document recognition means uh, scanned PDF documents can be read with the uh, voice assistant on WhatsApp, and it can also describe image. So that two things were the best. Um, the, the things that I really liked about the Louis and, you know, the interview was actually um, the story, how um, Mr. Vergoa turned his story to something inspiring to people, how he turned um, the pain and the crisis to something beautiful that he actually did to help other people who are like him um, 
to use and stuff like that. So it was really, really inspiring. It was a spectacular story. Um, that definitely Absolutely. Do you, do you give the app a whirl? We know that uh, some in the community struggle with uh, with touchscreens. So voice control, especially in an app like this, is, is a real alternative to heavy everyday uh, uh, touchscreen use. And now we turn to the next in our series of commentary demonstrations from Mariam. Commentary screen reader, or the Chinese screen reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it. and welcome to another episode of CSR's Basics. So, um, first thing I want to mention before we actually get right into um, the demonstration that there have been a lot of questions on my mailing list and a lot of interactions regarding CSR, which I'm really happy about. Um, I know that, you know, is really um, something that's amazing for Warren. He definitely loves that and he definitely loves... CSR, I mean, talk back. So, um, the things that what we thought about that we were gonna have a Q and A session, um, for CSR, uh, just because we ha- we have a lot of questions and sometimes I take a little bit of a time to actually answer them. So, this Q and A session time and date would be announced during this week on our mailing list or Telegram group, um. It's going to be for everyone um, who actually has any questions regarding CSR and anyone who is actually who has a lot of experiences, definitely way more than the me, um, about CSR and what it can do and who actually likes to share his, his experiences with CSR. So um, another thing I'd like to repeat just because we actually did get a lot of questions through about that was the difference between the standard and the international and the international version of CSR. So the standard version is actually the Chinese one that you probably won't need if you live outside of China. Um, it has like the TTS that's in Chinese. It has um, the OCR that's in Chinese that you probably won't use. But on the other hand, the uh, other version, which is the international one, doesn't have all this. It only has the stuff that would be useful for you as an international user. So this is the difference. Um, if you can definitely install both and try out what you want, um, when and actually make sure that when you actually go and install the update, it'll ask you if you want to install the international version or the standard version of CSR. Another thing that I'd like to mention, there's been an update um, that actually got released last week or so. Um, this update was really important to me in particular just because in CSR, there's been a little bit of a bug, which was if you are on YouTube and you uh, fast forward 10 seconds or you want 10 seconds by, you know, those two buttons that we have. CSR used to actually take you to the, uh, the, uh, slider 
right away after you press that button every single time which was a little bit annoying because if you want if i want to rewind and rewind and rewind without going needing to just scroll and get back to the button again after every single time that i hit this button it was too annoying since talkback doesn't do that but after the last update that has been released this thing actually is no longer available um it doesn't actually take you to the slider unless you go to it um you know um if you want so what we are gonna talk about today is um a couple things the first thing is we're gonna talk about the some items in the main menu and what they can do um also we're gonna talk about the navigation menu and the magic that it does i know we have mentioned that before we did but um there have been some additional stuff that we definitely need to talk about so let's get started with the demonstration first thing um, let's go to the navigation menu and see what it can do. So, um, Explore. Reader. for instance, I'm on my home screen right now. And, Search. um, okay, so what I'm going to do is just, I'm here on the home screen. And we open the navigation menu. If you want to open the navigation menu, there are a couple things that you can do. First thing, you can open just the main menu and you'll find the navigation menu as the first item. Um, also, you can just set um, a custom gesture to open the navigation menu. So, I'm going to open the main menu. 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 Navigation menu. Navigation menu sentence. Navigation menu sentence. So it, it tells me that it, it's actually by sentence. And this something Again. that's kind of, um, it's kind of annoying in the navigation menu. Um, first thing, Edit all button. Sentence button. Char button. Paragraph button. it considers words as sentences. And actually, this is a mistake in, in the translation because sentences are definitely different than words. Um, so here you'd have the characters, Char button. Paragraph paragraphs, button. Sentence button. sentences, which are the words, not the tenses themselves, and be aware of that. All button. And all. Um, also, there there are no lines, which is weird, um, although we have lines in the rotor um, as types of navigations, but we don't have it here. I really hope it can be added just because sometimes I really want to just copy a single line without, you know, copying the whole paragraph or something. It's sometimes really important. So let's see what we can do. We are just because I'm, I'm actually focused on the home screen right now. We have Edit, cancel button. Reader. the reader. So we have a little button here. Navi cancel button. Reader R capital R lowercase a lowercase ad lowercase d lowercase r lowercase r. So what happened right now? Just once I hit the reader, this word in the navigation menu, it just spelled it right away. The only the other thing as well is if you actually selected paragraphs, if you have a paragraph, it'll read you it word by word, which is definitely a cool thing. So. We want to go to the edit button and see what magic it can do. Navig cancel bu edit button. Split editing sentence. Split edit Reader. Paragraph button. Char button. Send more button. Copy button. You can either more char button. Paragraph button. Reader. Just hit this. Reader text. Showing English. It's gonna open up an edit box. 
in which you can edit this paragraph or word or whatever you actually have um, selected. And after you can do that, you could just Imp cancel button, import button, reader text box editing. Um, either you can import a text from the clipboard and add it to that, or cancel. Okay button. New you can just okay, okay after you edit and. What's gonna happen is that you would have more button, copy button, copy so you can copy what you've edited. Um, we have the more, more button. button, copy button, okay button unavailable, copy more button, sentence button, which doesn't show anything just because. More. Okay, but cancel button, split. Um, I have the um the free version. I don't have the premium right now, so it. Does it work unless you have the free, the premium version? What it does is you can actually translate. You can append copy. This is what's called in the menu advanced split editing. Um, it's the same thing pretty much. Cancel button. So this is the navigation menu. You can definitely edit what you, uh, what you want to copy or a certain, a certain, like for instance, I did have a post on Facebook and this post was actually a quote. And they, the, the author that actually has written this quote said, um, it was written incorrectly. There was a wrong letter. What I needed to do is just open the navigation menu and I picked this word and I edited it and I changed and I re-edited the letter that was wrong. Okay, cancel button. So we'll cancel. Explore. And we'll go to the main menu again and see what, um, features we do have here menu first thing we will um hit more more button menu more button. more again to expand it to the last thing menu menu no command so no command it's nothing just because it doesn't do anything if you just press that it it will take you out of the menu plugins um also i want to point something out make sure i mean be aware that every single item in this menu you could actually add um, gesture, you know, or add a custom gesture. And what I want to say by that is there, there has been a topic on our mailing list that was, you know, discussing custom gestures and if it was, if it's actually available for free users. It's actually available, but what you need to do is just go to the program settings and pick, um, the action settings and choose that you want to use custom gestures just because it uses the default, um, the default gesture mapping. So you won't be able to edit anything because it's the default strict. So just check this checkbox and um, afterwards you can definitely assign gestures for applications, um, for certain functions and stuff like that. Custom voice commands. Custom voice commands here. Um, you could set up the voice commands to actually do certain stuff in the app itself, like suspend. You can just tell it to suspend voice feedback. Um, you know, open the navigation menu or whatever. Tools. The tools. Those are the tools that we actually talked about. Open an app. Open an app. Um, if you want to open a certain app and actually choose this app from here without going to the program settings. Select a navigation type. Select a navigation type. This is important if you actually messed up the rotor and you want to go to a certain navigation type without using the rotor and the down and up swipes. What you can do is just 
um, go here and it's going to show you every single navigation type that you have, like words, lines, paragraphs, and stuff like that. Previous navigation type. Previous navigation type. It's going to teach you the previous navigation type. Ne previous navigate. Next navigation type. The same. Previous navigation unit. Next navig. Focus monitoring. Manage the focus monitoring. So, the focus monitoring is how the the application is going to actually focus on the things and what it's going to say when it actually focuses on it. So, how it's going to monitor what happens on your phone. Pointing mode. Uh, pointing mode is actually regarding the camera because D-Show has um, a camera, but actually it's only used in the premium version. Um, it, it's not available in the free one. Previous item. Next item. Previous item. Next item. Top. Top. So, top, what it does, I really love this um, one because it takes you to the top of the screen. For instance, I am... Um, browsing my my notes that I've taken or um, a certain website and I want to go to the top without you know scrolling and scrolling and scrolling or something um, especially if it's a long list of, of stuff you just would either um, customize the gesture or just open the menu and um, actually press on this and it's gonna take you to the top of the screen and also there's there's a Bottom. Bottom. It does the same thing, but it takes to the opposite direction. Left shortcut. Right shortcut. Left shortcut and right shortcut. You can assign them to do some stuff. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll down. Scroll down. Decrease slider. Decrease slider. If you are on a slider and you haven't actually set um a a um, like for instance a gesture, you could just do that. Decrease and increase. But what I don't like about that is. It decreases and increases by 5%. I really like it that it's much more customizable. So I can just tell it if you want to increase by 5 or 4 or 3 or 2% at a time. An increase slider. Go to the previous section. Go to the previous section. Go to the next. Go to the previous link. Go to the next link. It's going to take you to the previous next link. Um... Go to the previous control. Previous control. Go to the next control. Decrease volume. Increase volume. Again, you can set gestures um, to every single one of them. Current time. Current time. If you hit on that, it's going to tell you the time. Um, it's kind of useful and not useful at the same time. Just because um, it's like you can, you know, say that from the status bar. Timer. The timer. Current position. Current position. Virtual screen. Capture. Versus screen and the capture. So, all those stuff I actually did talk about before. But what I want to talk about, and it's actually a disadvantage, is the screen curtain or the dim screen that's in, you know, as you can say in TalkBack. So, the screen curtain here is acts differently than TalkBack does. What happens is, once you turn the screen curtain on, it definitely... um. I mean, definitely decreases the brightness of the screen to 0%. That's what happens. But when you turn it back on again, what happens is it doesn't take it back to what it was before. So you'd need to just um, get it back to 50 or 60, what you've set it at, which is sometimes pretty annoying just because... If I want to do something pretty quickly and um, someone is, you know, wants to look at the phone, I just can't go to the quick settings and 
actually adjust it um, to, you know, what it was before. It's really annoying, but, um, I mean, although, like, CSR actually has permission for, you know, to adjust system settings, but it doesn't. It, it just, it's really annoying thing. I hope it gets fixed soon, because that's what I really love about TalkBack. Still, there are some pros and cons for, you know, both of them. Jester's description. Jester's description, this is like the help with the you know um tutorial that's in talkback it's pretty much the same thing translate translate um it actually uses google translate so if you want to translate a certain item or something you could just um focus on it and translate but what i want to say is that you have to select in the settings your um input language and the output language or the primary secondary, whatever you want to call it, um, just because you would have to tell CSR what it can do. Curtain. And here's the curtain. And by the way, notification from YouTube. sometimes if you, I restart the phone, so let's see, I res, let's say I restarted my phone, and it was on screen curtain, and I opened the phone again. When the phone gets back on, what happens is the curtain. Is supposed to be turned on but it tells me that it's still off I mean like as you can see here I my curtain was actually on and I restarted my phone and now it tells me that it's not on I mean it's pretty much the same case it's like it's not on or off just because it even doesn't turn the brightness back as it was clip. so it's pretty much the same thing clipboard menu clipboard menu um this is one of the amazing things that I love about CSR. So, um, you could just copy stuff and they're gonna be actually restored here in the clipboard menu. And even if you restart your phone, you won't lose them. This is what I really love about, um, the clipboard menu that it's in CSR. But, what happens in the copying the pasting? And this is another disadvantage. So, if I have an edit box and the name of the edit box is like search music, for instance, and I pasted something, Sometimes CSR messes it up and pastes the name of the edit box. You know, it's really, really annoying to me sometimes. I feel like, why does do that? So what I can do about it is just type a spacebar and then I could just, you know, paste what I want. It doesn't do anything. So I think the problem with it is just because the edit box is empty. So um, we will actually talk about um, another, the other part of the episode today, um, it's very small because I won't, I don't want to make it that long. I've already been talking for like a lot. So, um, the other thing that I want to mention is how to upload, um, especially like sound themes to the, uh, server. So what you have to do is just create an account, register for an account as, um, we did before. And if you are a programmer, you actually would need to be a programmer first because you have to actually make the sound theme in an SPK extension. And then what you can do is just go to plugins and extensions and then you would find um, an upload button there. What you would do is just upload and pick the file with the, the SPK thing and it's going to be uploaded right away to the... Um, CRS, CSR server, or what else you can do if you actually are not a programmer is 
just edit one that's that already exists. Um, you know, add your sounds to it, add your audible stuff to it, and then afterwards, what what what's gonna happen is you will have this SPK file in the CSR folder that we actually mentioned in the previous episode. So what you can do is just go to it and upload this SPK file, which is definitely edited, um, to the other stuff. So that's how um, you can upload stuff to the CSR server. It's pretty easy. It's not hard. Um, I really love how it works. Before, it wasn't even available to actually um, upload your stuff unless you live in China. So that was it for today. I hope you liked the episode. I hope it was useful. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to actually contact uh, the podcast crew at the contact us at blindandreasers.com or even our mailing list. And our Q&A session about CSR would definitely, as I mentioned before, be announced at the mailing list on our Telegram group in just a couple of days. Thank you for listening. See you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandreadjudges.com and I hope you enjoyed this one we'll see you next week thanks for listening thanks ma'am and Warren that must have persuaded you to switch no? well actually I see a couple uh, problems with that though because number one uh, I was going to be asking Miriam about that, but I was a little bit confused. So she talks about update. When you launch it, it asks you as to which one you want to update to. Now, why would it want me to update to something that is not installed on my system? If I have the standard version or if I have whatever, why would it be asking me which one I want to update to instead of updating what I already have? Well, what was happening before is uh, in the previous update... It actually did that, and it, the the update earlier than it, it didn't do that, and the latest update, it did do that. So it it didn't ask me. It so already installed the standard. Yeah, it's back and forth. Can back up his mind. Unstable, exactly. So I was like, even uh, when you know, in the pr- uh, earlier update, uh, before the current one, when it happened, I was kind of confused. Like, why? Why get it got back? <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> I see. Now, another problem, though, that I see is if my clipboard retains something, that's a huge security hole for me. I wouldn't want that. Uh, You mean when you restore it and everything's still there? Yes, that's, that's, that's a big problem. Well, I guess it's sometimes a problem, but sometimes it's it's an advantage. Depends on what happens. Just because I lost something before and my phone just restarted because of a problem. And I was actually grateful to find the things still in my clipboard. So it's still an advantage and a disadvantage at the same time, I guess. Yeah, because you have sniffers out there. And that's one of the things that Google is trying to block. Because you don't want something trying to access your clipboard. And most especially if it's retaining something that long... I think I'll be very careful as to what I copy to my clipboard. Just mention well, that. I mean, we can just delete the thing that you just pasted or you don't, you no longer need in the clipboard. Yeah, but one is not always going to remember to do that. Well, I'm just mentioning that, though, that people are aware. Uh, be careful about what you copy there, because if that thing is going to remain there uh, infinitum, uh, you want to be careful. Well, yeah.
Excellent. Some more quality uh, commentary, commentary debate, I think, between uh, Mariam and Warren. But yes, uh, definitely, definitely something to keep in mind uh, if that if that thing's gonna 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 stick around. And finally, we turn to the My Android Journey section this week, brought to us by Dan Mathis. Okay, so I'm gonna have to take you way back. So back in 2000, let's say eight, nine, and we'll go ahead and go with eight. I started my journey to touchscreens, which led my journey to Android. Now at the time, we all know Apple was launching their product, the iPhone, which led to the death of Windows Mobile at that time. Alright, so with that said, and fast forward to 2000, let's say 10, and I would say early 2010, late 2009, I had what's called the Motorola uh, Q9C and prior Q9. My um, ex-girlfriend, I believe I bought that off of her, or she gave it to me, one of the two, which was a Q9. Or a Motorola Q, not the Q9C. And then I switched to was it, Sprint and ended up getting the Q9C. Then I saw she had its sibling. I forgot what carrier it was, but it was the uh, touchscreen with the slider keyboard. It had it, for AT and T. It was the Tilt, and then for Sprint, I'm trying to think of its name, and it's flat out escaping me. But anyway, with that said, it had touchscreen. It's it slid out, and you would need to use the pocket PC of mobile speak. So, with that said, and that's actually the way that mobile speak taught a person how to use a touchscreen, their gestures, other than the swiping, like finding left, right, where the icons are on the screen and actually tapping them. That's actually where I got my experience from. Still use it today. So let's fast forward. Well, after keeping my iPod here and there, I turned to T-Mobile. Well, T-Mobile had uh, various, started getting various Android devices. I'll admit my, that my wife was the one who got the Motorola Click before he did, and before I went to the Android. And we'd go, because I like phones, I was interested, to T-Mobile. And eventually, the phone that I had, I turned in and uh, ended up going to the MyTouch 4G. Now, my journey really did start with the podcast, and that podcast is escaping me. It was uh, JJ Medoff, Joe Steinkamp, Anna G. Um, those three had a podcast and I believe it's Android Accessible AndroidAccessibility.net if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, okay. Um, and that's where my journey began. So my devices are in the following. I'm going to make this pretty quick. Again, this is like tape 5 now. <laughs> so it's the MyTouch 
4G, MyTouch 4G side. And these are all from HTC. Now, switching from HTC, uh, went to the Galaxy S3. Yes, that was one of the few. And then from there, if I recall, I'm hoping I'm not leaving anything out. Um, I switched from there. Oh, yes, I went to the Nexus 5. That was a beautiful phone. It was very, very, very light. Um, during that time, I was offered a iPhone 3GS. Turned that one down. Uh, and from the iPhone 5, I went to Fruitvale, <laughs> which is the iPhone. No, excuse me. From the Nexus 5, I went to Fruitvale because my Nexus 5 got its last update. And then because it was Jelly Ring. Okay, so once my Fruitvale device slid into my wife's cup of uh, soda, I wasn't there. And she did well, I was there, and she left it on the bed and didn't tell me. Anyway, I went to the Nexus 5X, if you recall. And then from there, I believe I had the, yeah, the G2. And then I'm getting, because I got tired of... LG's extra mess on it on their device or bloatware and then I went back to the Nexus 6 so yes I have a history of just returning back to Google devices because in the words of the former passing CEO of Apple it just works um, so with that said um, <laughs> going forward I uh, had a Fruitville a few fruit Villa devices, Apple devices. Um, well, just gloss over that one. So, yeah. And then, because I've had like two phones at the same time. And then, after that, I had a LG K30. And that was in 2017, 18. And then, after, because in 17, I had the Galaxy S7. So, K30, after that, we switched carriers then here we are and when we came up here to uh, Florida um, my uh, I had the iPhone SE my spouse dropped her phone in the uh, toilet which is a K30 unfortunately <laughs> and eventually that was that. So I left T-Mobile and went to Verizon. I've been with them since. And the devices I've acquired and I own is the um, Galaxy S20. And I have my Pixel 3, which was the first device I got with them. And um, my iPhone. I have multiple devices. Oh, and the iPad. And then, yeah. And then another device I acquired from my spouse is the uh, Galaxy Tab 2, which I plan to root. So those are all my devices. I've had a journey. I really have. Um, do I regret my journey? In no way do I ever. Do I agree with Warren and everyone that currently is on the podcast? It's out now. Speaking of Fruitvale.
I do. I really do. I, I, I just wish people would stop getting together and saying Android is not accessible. Um, and <clears throat> what I really wish they do is stop making Android in certain instances perf- gesture base work like an iPhone. I mean, to perform, not work, but perform like an iPhone. That workflow, in the end, doesn't always apply. That's all I'm going to say. But that's my journey. Thanks very much, Dan. Uh, any reflections on Dan's story? Dan's a great guy. I like that guy. And uh, thank you so much, Danny, for bringing us the Android journey story. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And so to close this week, Austin, where do people go to find us? So to get in touch with us, people can visit us on our website that is blindandroidusers.com. If you have questions regarding the podcast or comments or feedback or even the tips and tricks with TalkBack or CSR that you want to share with our listeners, you can send it to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. We would like you to come live and share with us your Android journey story. But if you cannot do that, and if you want to send in your recorded Android journey story, you can do that by sending it to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com and subscribe to our fantastic mailing list that talks about CSR, Android, everything in between, talkback, by sending in an email to blindandroidusers.com plus subscribe at groups.io and you can subscribe to our telegram group which is now more than 200 members strong we talk about everything there from android to windows 11 to talk back to csr everything all technologies discussed there so the link for that will be in the show notes and follow us on twitter join our clubhouse we need to get clubhouse a little more active we will come up with some plans So join us on Clubhouse and definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. There's a custom link now, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Till next week, see you and have a nice 4th of July holiday to all those celebrate. Have a safe holiday and I hope there are no nothing on fire there because fireworks, I think they can cause a lot of fire, wildfire especially. That's what I see on TV. So have a nice, safe 4th of July. Yep, that's it, folks. See you next week. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week and have an amazing 4th of July. Thank you. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.